Hello, my friends. It's Chad. Welcome to the new segment of the Naked Leadership Podcast called Thanks, I Needed That. We have real and raw coaching conversations with top performers, company founders, and amazing humans making a difference in their companies, communities, and homes. Each episode, we dive deep into the challenge they're facing and the possibility that it presents. This week, Dan engages with Alex, a savvy donut visionary with determination to make her mark in the highly competitive world of sweets and desserts. She's got big dreams of scaling her donut business, but finds herself stuck in the day-to-day operations. Sound familiar? It's that classic well-known challenge of working in the business so much that you don't have time to work on the business. If you find yourself or have ever found yourself feeling stuck working in the business, stay tuned because this coaching conversation is very practical and very inspiring. Let's dive in. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi. Doing great. How are you? Good. Um, you know, we've never met, so I'm glad we get a chance to talk here. I'm going to assume some permission with you as we go forward, if you don't mind. Yep, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to ask a couple of questions, qualified questions, kind of give me some background. Um, yeah. Before we get to the problem or the, you know, the challenge you want to solve, um, let me know a little bit about what attracted you to do this. Like, what what drew you to to take, you know, basically take your time out and do this. I really am honored that you do it, but I'd, I'd love to hear what was motivating you. Yeah. Yeah. So I started this just kind of on my own for, um, cause of a passion of uh, food and creating something unique and people, something that, um, I wanted to provide to people. Um, not necessarily with that much entrepreneurship business background. I mean, my background's in, uh, in marketing and branding. So that part I'm, I'm fairly well versed on, but as far as all the ins and outs of running a business, it's been a lot of Googling how to do things and talking to other business owners and just figuring it out as I go. So whenever I see an opportunity to learn more, to teach myself more, to learn from experts like yourself, um, I just take the opportunity that I can get. And this is an amazing opportunity. So I'm excited to to chat today. Well, thanks. That helps a lot. I I know what you mean though. About 15 years ago when I met Adrian, we had this harebrained idea to help these guys, guys from prison, re-enter a society. We opened a restaurant, and I must have watched a hundred restaurant rescues and all. <laughs> the, 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 so I, yes. I understand it actually worked, but uh, you know, I was like, oh, I got, I go, I want to, I don't want to recreate the wheel. What can I learn? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what what it is that what what is the challenge you know that you are up to solve on this call? Like if, at the end of this call. What would make this valuable if, you know, with your time and energy, what would you walk away with? Yeah, I feel like there's a few different pain points in my business, but really the main thing or a large thing is just building confidence in in my business and figuring out like which direction I'm heading and how to really stop the, I guess, lack of confidence and the overwhelming, the stress that I'm feeling with the business and kind of um, take a step forward and be more confident in the direction I'm heading with my business. Cause like I said, um, to my earlier point, just doing this by myself, not with a business partner, I think I doubt myself a lot and well, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I growing the right way? Um, so just having a conversation to kind of build that confidence, what, what things I can do or processes I can implement to build that confidence and to stop the kind of overwhelming 
the overwhelm in general, I feel a lot of the time of just like spinning my wheels um, and not going as far, growing as fast as I'd like to. And you know, okay, great. Um, so I want to just get clear about what you mean about some of these terms, just so I can get on the same page with you. So when you say um, doubt yourself, what around what do you find yourself doubting yourself? Like around what kinds of issues? Yeah, I think scaling is a big a big thing. Um, I just opened a second location. Um, and then, so scaling a lot of that has to do with finances. When I feel financially secure, what do the numbers mean? Um, I, I wrote something down here, following your heart versus following the numbers. I feel like I've, I've built so much of this business out of heart. And now I feel like um, I'm not as confident when it's like I'm diving into finances and what that looks like. So I think it's that scaling the financial piece and that's kind of wrapped together in that. So when you say scaling the financial piece, when you, so are there decisions you've made that haven't worked out financially? I feel like I, I opened the second location because of an excitement, partially due to ego. I wanted a second location. I wanted it to look like I had two locations. Um, not necessarily thinking, I still wasn't really paying myself. <laughs> and I just like, I jumped at the opportunity to open a second location. So um, <laughs> I feel like that may have not been the smartest business move. It was just out of excitement and like, I got to figure it out now. Um, so yeah. that, that's part of it, but so yeah. Part of breaking down, so, so part of finding what what's wanted and needed, because you know, mm -hmm. we worked what didn't work. Yeah. I, I want to get specific with you so I can I can hear. So w did you make some decisions, like you opened the second store where you and you weren't yet getting a full salary or you weren't paying yourself what you needed at that time? Yeah. And Correct. when you opened a second store has has it gotten worse with regard to your pay or like how are you you must have looked up and went, Oh shit, this may not have been the thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well it's like I'm working double the amount that I was and still paying myself maybe the same, if not less, um, because I'm just pouring more money into this shop. Um yeah. And so just figuring out, and I know Arizona, we're in a slow season right now. We opened right before the start of summer and it's 115 degrees outside. So everyone's kind of in their summer hibernation. So I'm hopeful that sales will continue to grow in the fall, but I still have to take a step back and look, okay, as I continue to scale, two locations isn't my end goal. I want to, I want to grow to more locations. And so having this opportunity in my business now to take a step back, slow down, look at the path forward and have more confidence in what I'm yeah. doing. So are the businesses generating revenue enough that, like, are you putting money back in the business? Are both locations generating enough to, to run themselves and pay you? Uh, the first location is at a great spot is running, and this first location is kind of floating the second location right now. They're kind of scraping by, and I'm using the, and the revenue and income from this first location to get the second location. And how far off of... How long have you, the second location just opened? Uh, two and a half months ago. So, yeah. And and do you have a profit and loss? Do you have some kind of idea of what it's, what it's throwing off up to now in the first two and a half months? Yeah, it's probably a difference of a few thousand dollars. Um, and that's like me working a lot in the shop and not paying someone to be there. So, realistically, it's probably like $8,000 that I would be losing. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe like $5,000. $5,000, if you weren't working, it'd be around eight. Yeah. Okay. And great. And um, so tell me what your thoughts have been about turning, like what, what have you thought about, okay, here we are. I'm going to get this clear so you correct me 
edit me if I get this crazy. So, so far up until now, you're profitable in the first location and enough to pay you a certain amount of money. Yeah. And in fact, it's making enough that you're able to get some money out. What do you, if you mind, what do you pay yourself? It kind of depends on the month and how I'm, I'm gauging sales. I just ran payroll. I paid myself $500 and then tips that I made. So about $900 all, all in for this, the me, last two weeks. So, and, and so you're living off of savings then to. And living with family. So yeah, I have yeah. my, I'm living on very low means up at this time. So. Got it. Got it. All right. So, um, all right. Well, you're definitely bootstrapping this thing. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. I, and not to get too like granular on the finances, but maybe if you want to, um, I've just been so fearful personally of debt. My whole life I've worked to pay off all my debt, pay off my student loans and now getting into a business. I got an SBA loan for the first location. It worked out great. I opened a second location, very much just bootstrapping it. I have, I didn't give myself the SBA forces you to take like a $10,000, $20,000 cushion. So you have that. I didn't do that with a second location. And now it's just like that stress. Yeah. And so I think I'm at the tipping point. Do I just give myself some more money and take some more money out and live off low or like take it yeah. the loan part? But the reason I'm asking, I want to get really clear about the finances is because that's, you know, that's your, that's, you know, if we, you fly a plane, you look at the, the gauges, you want to know where you are in relationship to the mountain that you're yeah. flying. That's yeah. Right. So, so the, you've been paying yourself out of the first location. How long was the first location? About two and a half years. Two and a half years. So have you paid the SBA loan back? Not yet. It's a five-year term, I believe. So I'm about halfway through. And, and that's been okay. You've been able to do that and pull money out. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. Great. So, what, so now out of the second location... Out of both locations, you were able to pull about five or eight hundred bucks last month. Mm -hmm. right. And is that if you averaged out over the the first six months of this year, what do you suppose you'd been making a month? Probably like twelve hundred dollars a month. Okay, got it. So, all right, great. And you say you're in the hibernation season because people are so hot they don't get out. Yeah. Right. So what have you thought about, like where you are and how to make it work now, even though they're in hibernation. Yeah. Um, leaning into like delivery. A lot of people are just doing DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of that. So how do I lean in it more into that and leverage the promotions and things that they offer to promote more delivery services so people don't have to go into the heat and they can get donuts and coffee straight to them. So I think that's gotcha. a key, key way to do that. Um, and then just doing more like people still want things to do. So doing more events and I've done pop-ups and have different makers come into the shop and do some like evening events that draw a different kind of crowd into the, the shop as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and how have they worked? What's worked, what's worked out of that? The delivery, I just did some work on my like menus and hours and things last week and I've seen an uptick in the online deliveries, which has been really helpful because um, it was like one a day and now we're getting at least four or five a day, which isn't a huge thing, but it's it's a helpful difference and but just in the last four or five days of that. So um, I'd say that's been the biggest difference. The events has been more of like a once a month thing. So it's helpful, but it's not going to like make or break. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that whole part of the at least in the restaurant business, and it was part of how we got ours off the ground was delivery. Yeah. Um, and it really took us through the roof. But um, so tell me what your biggest complaint is, like that comes up regularly. What do you find yourself complaining to yourself about? 
I think it's just feeling so financially overwhelmed and stressed and like barely getting by and like I think that's I'm like why am I so stressed out all the time I mean that's kind of what happens when you own a business but I do think there's a way to kind of stop the overwhelm and just like be a more confident business entrepreneur and leader um and so I think it's just the stress that goes along with the finances that it's just like okay I'm scraping by personally I'm scraping by with the business and so how do I get it get myself to a place that I'm more confident to make better decisions you think it's so, yeah, there's a couple of things I want to, I'm listening to. So what is it that, so you're, you're scraping by and you want to get to a place where you're more confident making decisions. What would that look like? I, how would you know if you're in a better place? Yeah, I think it's that, that fear of debt. Like, okay, maybe I'll take out a loan or use my line of credit to put $10,000 into my business account so I can pay myself a few thousand dollars a month to actually start doing more things and living a better quality of life um and not being so fearful of like taking yeah. on more debt with the business because i i look at other donut shops like a comparable one that's in a, a few states away and they're like they're opening their 20th location in the last five years i'm like how are they at that point of growing i mean a lot of that's the comparison game as it goes but um uh, like they must just be taking out two hundred thousand dollars in loans and debt each shop and i was like is that something I shouldn't well, be so fearful of, and so I can... How long did it take you to be profitable in the first one? Uh, probably within the first six months, maybe the year, really. But again, as my business coach, just like, you're not paying yourself, so is it a real reflection of, of profitability? Um, but within the first year, I was profitable, like, not losing yeah. money. Um, not losing money, but not paying you. Yeah. And then you started to pay you. Yes. And and you could probably get up to a thousand, maybe twelve hundred a month from yep. that first location and yep. still operate. Yeah. Like, okay, good. And how many hours are you working? Probably I mean, I'm in the store a lot, being barista front of house person. Um, that's at least forty hours a week and there's all the behind the scenes, that's another twenty or so at night and weekends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fifty to sixty hours a week probably. Yep. And and if you borrowed, let's say you borrowed ten thousand, right? I'm just look, kind of using your thinking. What would you use it for? How, like, is there something you want to do that you believe would drive more business, or is it just to relieve your sense of survival? I think it's a both. I think it's the the relieve the survival thing. Every time I'm running payroll, I'm like, what's in my bank account? What do I have that? Can I pay myself two hundred more dollars, or am I gonna like yeah. get uh, overdraft? Um, so I think it's that stress that it would relieve and I mean there's a long list of things because I my background is in marketing I have all these ideas of starting loyalty programs and an email program and um doing more like social media advertisements um do you do you have a lot of, do you have a loyalty program I do yes and what, what is it have you started all the things you've wanted to start I haven't with the email marketing that's been a huge one. I look at all the, like, especially with food, it's so great. You can like new monthly flavors. There's so much I can tap into with that. I just haven't had the right. bandwidth and, really. Yeah. Email marketing is actually the most effective of anything you're going to be doing as far as drawing, probably drawing people into the shop. Yeah. While social media is entertaining and people like it, most people tend to move or if they're going to move, they'll, email marketing tends to be much more like 10 times as effective as most stuff that's out there. So, and so you haven't done that yet. 
Yeah. And that's like, I'm spending so much time in the shop being barista and customer service that because I don't want to, I'm like, well, my labor's free that, or I could pay someone to be here. But then it's like email marketing and those types of things that I would love to spend more time on. I don't have time because I'm running this shop. So it's just like yeah. the chicken or the egg, but I could drive more business. I'm doing email marketing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. I could afford to pay someone. But it's like, there's so much fear in me. Like, well, like what if I can't afford to pay them? And then. Yeah. So we're not really talking about confidence. We're actually start talking about courage. It sounds like. Yeah. Right. That the courage to take the risk. Like, yeah. If you were in marketing, you probably understand email marketing. Yeah. Am I accurate? Yeah. 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 And so your, the concern is how do I like to, what would it cost you? Like if you took the, right, my, I'm just thinking if you took the $10,000 out <laughs> or whatever the amount is that you line of credit that you take and you hired somebody to do the things that would free you up to do the email marketing, what do you, you think, how much do you think you could increase your business in both shops? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I mean, I have several hundred, if not over a thousand, like loyalty members in there already, and I haven't actively started that. Um, but I mean, my average ticket sale is like $16, and if I could get a dozen or so more at each shop, people coming in each week, that I was like that's a couple hundred dollars each week extra at least um just by sending a few emails so yeah and and do you think what do you think is more valuable you behind the barista you know you behind them the counter being the barista serving the clients or you marketing what's going to drive business yeah Definitely the marketing thing. Then there's, all, there's also this guilt of people like, oh, well, people like come in here and they want to see the owner. And I'm like, oh, they like try and recognize them. And whenever I'm not here, like, oh, I stopped by the shop. You were there. And now there's this guilt of like, I didn't show my face at the shop. So people don't think I'm working kind of thing. But uh, obviously, I think my time is more valuable in the, the email marketing. And that's, I do have the background how, how in it. Time, how much do you think, how much time do you think it would take a, a week for you to do the email marketing? Yeah, probably a few hours, maybe. Let's so, say 10 hours a week? Yeah, probably less than that. I mean, the, the startup is the hardest part of like getting the templates in place and the customer right. journey and all of that stuff and the automation. So it's like that 10, 20 hours at the start and then a few hours ongoing. But Let's say 20 hours a week for the first two weeks. Okay. Would you agree? Yeah. Would that be cushion enough? That like, right? So, and then, and if it took, so what would it cost you to have somebody come work 20 hours a week for the first two weeks? So 40 hours in two weeks. So if I'm paying 15 an hour, 15 times. So 3,300 a week? Yeah. So that's that's $600, right? I'm just thinking. So I, what I want to do is kind of chunk down the the challenge. Like you, you know, here's one area that you know you're good at. You have a background in it. It's your field of expertise, and it'll probably have a significant impact on your business. And the you frame it as confidence, but I think you have confidence in your ability to market, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? I wonder what's going on. Oh, well, I mean, it's just it's so obvious. I think when I say it out loud, like when we're talking through, I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Like, pay someone fifteen dollars an hour. You spend my like where I'm more valuable, and that. Uh, so I think I'm just like kind of laughing in my head right now because like, well, that that one sounds very obvious. Like, duh. Yeah, but that's that's the value. Look, no bad. I you know, Adrian and I work together. We're partners, and 
we have a number of partners and we're constantly calling on each other because when you're in the middle of it, you don't see it like everybody else does because you're busy down there in it. And what yeah. I'm thinking about is how to, how do you get on top of your business, not get trapped in it? And and it's easy when you're in it not to see the, the um, economics of scale that could be generated if you're doing what you are good at and you yeah. have other people doing what tends to distract you from what's going to bring the, bring the bigger differential to the business. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's, so right there is, there's some room there. You, is that, tell me what you think about all that. Yeah. I think I, I'd like to, and I'd like, that's where I, I see myself growing into like the more like the marketing director of marketing kind of role versus like operator role. Um, then that's where my passion is. And me, and like what I'm kind of thinking is like, okay, I spend the, the, 20 hours a week the next couple of weeks doing it and I hire someone to be here and then I, in a month I'm like okay I'm like I'm maybe seeing a hundred dollars extra a month in sales because of these emails like do I write it out and wait a few months to see like the residual impact or am I just like shoot this isn't working I think that's where I get a little fearful too of like well what if it doesn't have the impact that I think it's going to and then I've just hired someone new to spend all this time and then I'm trapped is kind of right so you're 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 looking in so what are you looking at? What are you? What are you? What are you, what are you looking to do? You're trying to prevent something, right? Yeah. What are you trying to prevent? I guess taking on more than I can chew, as far as like hiring someone new or hire giving someone more hours, and then not being able to, like my time isn't as I don't know if this sounds right, but like my time isn't as valuable as I thought it was, or something, or I'm not as good as marketing, or the the things aren't as effective, and now I'm losing money because. Yeah. I'm seeing this person. So so here's what I'm hearing. Tell me what, so you tell me what, it sounds like you're trapped in trying not to lose what little you have. Yeah. Right. And that, that you're, that's a different aim than, you know what, I'm going to make this work. And you're probably going to come out of the box with say marketing. Let's say it isn't as good out of the box. Maybe you only get, like you said, a hundred dollars more a week. <laughs> so what does that then What's the benefit of that or what's the opening in that? Yeah, I feel like then it's, that's part of it's just paying the person that's working versus me. Yeah. But then I think that's $100 more than I was making to begin with. So it's better than where I okay. started. Well, I mean, okay, good. <laughs> All right. So you, you, you see how you have a, what do you notice about, what you're? What are you feeling when we talk about this? What are you feeling? Can we get some words on your feelings? Yeah, I feel like I, I'm so confident in the business and my product and what I have to offer. I'm so confident. Like I open a second location, I know the people want what I have to offer. I'm very okay. confident in that. So there's there's confidence in the product and in the business that you're bringing, the service and the value yeah. to the customer. Got yes, it. beautiful. Um, and, and I've seen your brand online; it's classy. I mean, it's the first thing I said is, wow, this is beautiful. Great. I mean, it's really got a great feel about it. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's just the, the mindset that I have of, if it's the scarcity mindset of the, like you said, like not losing what I, the little that I already have, it's that like, okay, I have to hold on to every last minute I have or every last dollar I have. And I don't want to, and that's, I think, inhibiting the growth of the business and myself as a leader, as a business so let's uh, let's look at the worst case scenario because if you can look at the worst case scenario, let's say you take the ten thousand out. You let's say you 
and if you budget somebody on, let's say it's, it's twelve hundred a month to get somebody to run the shop, and that doesn't mean you're not there. It means maybe you do this work from the shop. You know, I'm I'm just thinking out loud. Maybe there's, and that way you can come out and see people in between, etc. And you could go between shops. But I'm just saying, if you do that, and let's say you do that for five months, that's six thousand dollars. <laughs> Right, that's six thousand bucks. You've got five months to dial the marketing, the email marketing in, so that it covers that. Yeah, and then the rest you then you'll you'll have a surplus for you out of that, right? If you set yeah. out, because you're making enough money now to pay you to run the stores. If you take your line of credit, like I'm wondering what, like instead of like think about it. if you're going to grow to what you want to go to, you're going to have to. You're on a journey and you're going to have to take some risks. And I don't think you see where where I see the lack of confidence is that if something doesn't work, you're going to learn from it, aren't you? Yeah. And you're a marketer, right? You've done marketing. You can get feedback. You're, it sounds like you're in, you're, you know your clients pretty well, your customers. Yeah. So you could be talking to them and online, you could be talking to them through email. You could. There's different ways to get feedback. Obviously, you must be aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be closer to your customer. So what do you what do you think? What do you hear? I I think I'm excited by the potential of that. Like, man, that I just had a few interviews this weekend to hire some new people, and then I was like a little fearful of hiring someone for weekdays. Like, I'll just hire them on the weekend, so at least I have some weekends free. But now I'm like, maybe I'll text a girl and say if she can work during the week, so I have a couple more. Like, that would be so exciting just to spend. Like I have an office at home to spend a day and that's like my marketing day. And I spend even just like eight hours a week and just focus on that and yeah. just go full force into something like that. What, see, I'm, what I'm looking at is, so just to be with you, you're looking at, like I want to get the game bigger, right? Because you definitely think big. You see people growing their businesses and you're saying, well, how are they doing that, right? And I would suggest they're focused on something different or other than what you're focused on. They're looking at, how to have something happen versus how to prevent something from happening. I mean, up until now, and you can correct me, please edit me if I'm off. It sounds like you're trying to keep from going broke versus what's it going to take to have this work. And and one of the most important things I ought to be doing to do that. And how do I support myself to do that? Those yeah. are the things I'm asking. Right. Yeah. Because go ahead. Tell me what you hear. Well, I said, I've, it's so interesting. I'm like almost getting emotional. Of like, wow, it's like, I, it is, that is my biggest fear is failure. And failure is pretty much just losing all my money <laughs> in one yeah. way or another. Um, and so having my focus so much on just not failing and like that part versus the mindset of like, it's going to work. And I know that too, like on the other side of things, I'm so confident I'm going to make it work no matter what. So I don't know why I'm focusing so much on this going broke like fear of failure versus okay let's hire someone let's get me out of the shop and focus yeah. on this growth that i know i'm gonna rocket ship this and be a donut empire <laughs> yeah you've got a, you've got a vision for that yeah and, and you, you know just a little background you know berkshire hathaway went broke first i mean it, I, I believe uh i believe warren buffett was, didn't really start hitting it till he's about 55. yeah so just to give you some <laughs> you know yeah. Uh, my point is, what if the failures, and I'm not saying losing all your money, but 
whatever the failures are in your first marketing are going to open up the way to what's next if you keep your eyes on what you want to have happen. And in this case, is is you know you've got two operations that are sustaining themselves right now, yeah. and with a little bit of surplus. And if you borrow money, then it enables you to focus on fueling them without thinking about another another location. Are they close together? How how far apart are the locations? They're about 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Great. Yeah, like you may have, you know, obviously you may have expanded too quick in the sense that it's a little more burden, but you've got that now. So now you get to look at, okay, how do we have them both work? And that it makes all the more important that it sounds like it's all the more important that you stay on what you know you can bring to the business. Yeah. Because a barista is nowhere, they're valuable because customers, I don't want to decline, you know, demote their value, but they're not as valuable as the person that's going to be driving people to them. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's an interesting, but it comes out of that mindset of acting like, like guarding yourself instead of doing the things you know are going to make a difference, then learning from them and continuing to hone them till you see uh, the spigot open up. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's really what, you know, it's a mindset of playing to win, not instead of playing not to lose. Yeah. Right. Cause if you play not to lose, you may not lose, but not losing isn't winning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very true. So yeah. And I just, I'm checking if, if you went forward from here, what, what are some of the things you would do right out of the box? I think looking at either increasing the hours for some of my current employees or finding someone that could take on some of the shifts that when I'm working Monday through Sunday, that they can take on a few days during the, the week of a shop that to free me up to, to focus on more of these marketing and sales initiatives. And uh, even just like me going out to other offices, like that sales aspect too, and like meeting and greeting and just getting out in the community more that I haven't had time to do. Getting people's and, and doing that, you're going to get email addresses, you're going to make connections. So you're feeding the marketing bubble, right? You're feeding yeah. the, the loop, you're feeding yeah. the marketing loop. So, but I, I let's, 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 I, I, I see a potential, like I'm thinking about your mindset. Mm -hmm. you're, you're pretty familiar. Are you, can you see what you think, how, how it pulls you back? Mm -hmm. So when you start to do this, what do you think you're going to start worrying about? What do you think your mind is going to start worrying about? If I like hire someone new, that's, and I give them all these hours and I take on them these marketing things. And then I look at when I have to run payroll in two weeks, I'm like, shoot, payroll's now 15,000 or 1,500 yeah, instead of 10,000. And I think I'm, I'm nervous. I'll be like, well, shoot. And like kind of draw back in that mindset and go back to like, oh, well, just kidding. You can work two days a week instead of the four because I want to save money. And it's just, I'm trying to, I would have to learn how to stay in that mindset of that, like playing to win, as you say mindset versus that fear okay i hired someone now i'm nervous and i'm going to take back their hours because awesome yeah. now yeah that's one thing i thought about that is that that's why the ten thousand dollars or whatever line of credit you can get that yeah. cushion is helpful because you'll have something to cover whatever the difference is between and you don't know what the impact of you marketing both externally and through email yeah could bring so that you're going to see some differential there yeah. The other thing is, do you have 
people that work for you that you would consider leaders, that you could sit down and talk with about this? Mm -hmm. Like a team effort, like, hey, look, here's what I'm thinking, you know, and maybe they have some ideas about how to make the operations more efficient without hurting service. Yeah. Have you, have I, you had those two? I think I had, I haven't taken a trip in a while and I took three days off last week over the 4th of July to travel and I was able to completely unplug and I had some good meetings um, before that trip, before I left, kind of setting the groundwork and all of that. And then I came back and I'm like, the shop is still standing and things are great. What <laughs> you know, Like I could do this all the time and not, not like not have to work, but I could to like work not be in the, the time and yeah, work on other things. Well, I, I just have a sense that you're very detailed. Um, I noticed that usually people who have a high sense of anxiety are very detailed. They tend, like you have a high anxiety factor. Yeah. Uh, we will different level, but your anxiety is about making sure things run well because you know that your life depends on it. So you're probably aware of all the details. And I would imagine you've helped tune your help into being aware of those details. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. Because yeah. if you've got that in place, then it makes a lot of, because people are going to want to rise up, right? People are going to want to put their mark on the operation. I wonder yeah. what ideas they might have once they, they've operated and you guys start talking about how to hone it. Um, and I don't know how you're, you know, scheduling people. But I, I remember I had a business and I actually did this. I sat down with the staff and said, hey, how do we make this more efficient? And they came up with how to stagger the shifts. And we saved like 30% on the overhead that I had no clue on. So I, I, that's just one example. So that's yeah. one of the things. Because you're, my sense is you're detailed. And I bet the people who work for you trust you and like working for you. That, that's my, I'm betting. Yeah, I have a, a two of my like full-time really dedicated one's like an assistant manager of the shop and the other's my full-time chef that's been me with me since day one and i'm still like i've gotten the chef i've delegated some of the ordering and the like inventory and all that just a few months ago after two and a half years i've got him trained to do that i'm like why am i doing that he's the one in the kitchen with all the ingredients so i think delegation is part of that like giving up some of these things that it makes more sense for them to do yeah. them it's just my like you said the anxiety, the control, the knowing every little detail. Yeah, the racket. It's it's the racket that it 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 it's not. It's a strength overplayed. I got to go there. I I see this a lot in entrepreneurs. It's your strength it are the, probably the details and the process and the integrity of the process and all that. And if you're overplaying that, that is taking you away from what is wanted and needed from you, which is the next yeah. level. And I would. I'm willing to bet the people you're training are highly competent or they couldn't last long. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. So what are you thinking? What's opening up for you as we're talking? I think leveraging my team more, I think to my point of like taking three days off and it was totally fine. Cause I was, I knew I needed the time off and I wanted to unplug and not have my phone at all. And I delegated tasks to them that I knew that they could do. And I'm like, that, that could be a permanent thing. It doesn't have to be a, just a holiday or a weekend thing that they take on. Being able to train them and do these things week over week and knowing that they're competent and they're able to, to take these on for me. So tell me what, like, what are the first things you would do going, like, if you were going to, like, what would you do leaving this call? What are the first things you might do to get started on what you see as possible? Yeah, I think I'd like to try and hire someone to support more in the shop to take free up my time you want to try and hire them or you want to hire 
<laughs> I want to hire them. <laughs> so you're gonna hire. You're committed to hiring somebody. Yes. And maybe you don't need to. Maybe, you know. So I heard you say maybe other people might step up. Maybe you want to check first and see. If yeah. People want to take on more time. Who already have some background of experience. You may want more hours. Yeah. Then 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 look at hiring. True. Right? Yeah. And, and and then go ahead. And then from there, what? I also want to. I think if it's a, a weekly team meeting or something with my two full time members that are complete rock stars to just make sure we're aligned and I can be more upfront with them and like what I'm struggling with maybe or like what I'm overwhelmed by and what I think they could help with or like you said hey what do you think like getting their thoughts and opinions on what could improve and what they could take on yeah uh, I know they brought up several things like hey why don't I do that I'm like oh I didn't think not that they wouldn't be capable of I just I think it's difficult for me to delegate so having more regular meetings with my team to yeah. Get more tasks. So, so let, let's reframe a little bit. All right. Let I would do it in the frame of the vision. Like the vision is to get these things profitable, real, doing really well, impact the community and opening new sites after that. Right. And that <laughs> I would, cause they're going to want to know what they're building into, what future is there for them. Yeah. And, and you're going to be and their, their expertise is going to be a resource going forward. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how you start to scale is, is through your leadership. And if these guys are running shops that are doing well, they're going to be able to train other people to do that. And that's going to enable you to continue to do the marketing and the new negotiating and then, and you know, all the different strategic things that are necessary to scale the business, particularly right now, the outside marketing and email marketing, like that's a, that's a real powerhouse right there. And then yeah. that open, that gives you a lot of freedom. It also gives them something to think about. So rather than, yeah, I let them know. Yeah, you know, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm overwhelmed with my vision, not with the circumstances. And in order to get to that vision, I I want to get I, these are things I, I I see are wanted and needed, and I'm wondering how, how do you guys see you fitting in? How, here's what I'd like, but tell me what you think and see where they the two go because they may take a lot more off your off your lap, and you may not need to hire somebody new, or you may only need to hire somebody part time because if you hire somebody to take your place, that may not politically work well with two who have been with you from the start. Yeah, yeah. And they may have other ideas on how to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's bringing someone more in that barista role that they could take on and then yeah. rise up with my other leaders. For, yeah, know, right, within. exactly. Get, because the idea is to, if I'm working for you, let's say as your, as your chef, I want to know that there's a future, right? <laughs> and the more there's a future... So there's a, it's an interesting thing. There's been some, there's a lot of studies have been done on this. There's some great books on, I won't get too nerdy on you, but there's some research done. People don't want to be led. They don't want to be led unless they see what they're being led into is going to benefit them and their personal interests. So if you're connected to their personal interests and you frame what you want to take this thing yeah. and they see how that's going to serve them they're probably going to be a lot more excited about rolling up their sleeves and getting, putting their creativity to work in service of that vision because it, it's a reciprocation. So that, do you get what I'm saying? Like the yeah. conversation is around that. And I think I've done a fairly good job. I, I think to do that with my chef, he's been here since day one. So yeah, that's amazing. Half years and he's, and we won best donuts at Phoenix last year and we've like gotten these awards and he's been here with a second shop. And I was like, this is, 
bigger than us too. It was just us to start and now he's seen it kind of slowly come to fruition, which has been exciting. So I feel like he's he's become an owner in the business and really sees the vision. I think it could do is better. Is he a virtual with- owner or is he acts like an owner? Just acts like an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, eventually you may want to offer some ownership as the business grows and is, can afford that, right? Yeah. And you feel that's worth it. Mm-hmm. But definitely, you know, you want to start laying out a path, a, su- a path of succession. Like he knows where he's headed. Yeah. And the, right. And the way to that path is to free you up to do what, you know, inert, innate, uh, innately you're good at. Because right. I, so, yeah, yeah I, I just want to make sure you frame it like that, because otherwise if they'll think they're there to help you and that's only as good as, you know, that that's not going to bring the kind of passion you're looking for. Yeah. If they get that there's a vision that's bigger, like you said, than, than both of you. Yeah. And that they have a big part in it. That's a whole different world. Absolutely. So anyway, so, yeah, so sitting down with them, I would I would get really clear what your vision is on this. Like, I love your idea because you see yourself as a, a donut mogul, right? I, <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. right on, right on. Yeah. I mean, and th- th- that takes confidence to do that. And I would suggest that, that that's really, a, what does that mean to you? And then invite them into that. Yeah. So, so tell me what you're thinking, how you're feeling. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I have a, I feel like I've just been like so, go, go, go. I'm in my mind. That's what I'm thinking about is this big vision. I see however many locations am I growing out of state, all these things. And I don't think I've done the best job of communicating that to my team. I think my chef has been around long enough and we've had those conversations. Um, maybe not with some of the other managers or the other manager I have of communicating that vision to say, Hey, you're here. Like we're just, we're small right now, but like, I see this is getting so much bigger and you have the opportunity to grow with me and build this alongside me. Um, and I think communicating that vision and that that goal and having her more invested in that as well as she sees herself grow with the company. Exactly. And then from there, you can say, and what you see is what, what you believe is wanted and needed to yeah. make the next step is. And then you can talk about these shifts. Like I really, if I could get out and be in the marketplace a bit, I can really, you know, I could help grow the business as well as working the uh the email marketing campaigns, et cetera. And, 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 th- and then that doesn't mean you're not going to be in the shops. It just means if they're driving the shops, you could get on top of the business. You need to be on the business, not in it. Yeah. So, you know, more you can get yourself up like that and the more you can create that kind of comradeship, you're going to feel, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have more resource than you. You're not going to get trapped in it like you tend to do when you've got your fingers right down into the, you know, the till and you're counting the till and doing all that. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So great. So you, you've got some action steps. I, you know, I'd love to hear how it goes. Now I, I'm, you know, after I get off these calls, I always wonder, I wonder how they went. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if you mind me following up or if you, would you let me know how it goes? I'd, yeah. like, I, I'd love to hear how it goes with you. Absolutely. I think this is just what I need and like needed and having a conversation with someone like yourself that has seen similar situations and that I'm pretty much stopping the growth myself, not on purpose, obviously, but it's just that right, right. that mindset. And I'm like, okay, like go, I'm going to do these action items now while it's fresh in my brain. I'm feeling inspired. And I think it just kind of takes that like kick in the butt to like, okay, get it together. Like you can do this, make these, <laughs> do these action items and like take yourself to the next level. So it's yeah, really and, and there are people in the business and you know, they, it's good to have outside voices like a coach or something, but if you're not, you don't have a coach, you certainly can 
utilize like your chef, maybe somebody could be very helpful because although he's in it, he's not in it like you are. And yeah, there are probably other owners that you could team up with that could help you, you know, keep some perspective of, uh, and clear about how to get on top of the business. I would keep my mind. You want to be this working in the strategy side as much as possible. Yeah. And so that, and, and probably wise, right? Like, have you thought about, I, there's that, I wonder what you're feeling about taking that line of credit. Do you have a line of credit you can take? I do. Yeah. I, yeah. and I have that available and that's why I was like, I just got that. I mean, I guess a month ago or so, and it's kind of been sitting there and that's kind of what stemmed this. I'm like, why don't I leverage that more? I have probably $80,000 worth of approved line of credit still sitting there. So I'm like, why am I struggling every month? And well, remember, it's, it's, I don't blame you. I, so it'd be wise to, to, to develop a plan with your team and budget it. Like we just, just, we just did top of the head, you know, on the envelope, you could certainly for 1200 a month, you could have somebody in there to swing different positions. But I would first find out from my two leaders, what they need, what you, yeah. and what you need from them. So you can, based on what you want, what do they need to make that possible? And then see if that's another person or other people take more hours or some combination therein. Yeah. Right. So once the vision is clear, you can work back into, okay, here's what's working. Here's what's not working. Right. It's work. The operations are working. Yeah. Right. But what's not working is the marketing and driving the business, right? Marketing and sales. So here's like what's wanted and needed. You're a marketer. It's a natural flow and you can get them to make suggestions on how to cover behind you. Yeah. And then you've got that money there to budget. Like I wouldn't say anything about that money. I would just come up with a budget and then that'll give you an idea of what your ramp is, right? Like you've got like how, what kind of ramp do you have to get the profitability? And then, then you got, then you get people focused on that. You know what I mean by ramp? Yep. I like, think that's helpful. That's why I was like, just sitting down, I'm like, okay, how many hours a week do I want to dedicate to this? How many hours can they, what are tasks that I'm doing that they could take on that they're already in the shop that they could do? I think that's like, I don't know if it's quantifying is the right word, but like putting down yeah, those hours per week and then say, okay, how many, what is the return on my 10 hours per week? What are the goals for the marketing, setting the goals for the emails and things like that. And you could track the, the business coming in from the emails. Yeah. And, and then if you're getting out of the community more, that's going to drive more business. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure you, there's all kinds of things like parties, et cetera. I'm sure you do all that. Yeah. But you could, that, that sales side could really start to turn. In fact, you may find that you might be able to hire salespeople on, on, and, and pay them on uh, commission or slight, you know, once you get going, you're going to have a, once you start selling some things, you're going to have an idea how to do that. That's the next level of scaling. Yeah. But once you get your hands in it, you're going to know what's wanted and needed. Yeah. Great. So, uh, I've, I'm, now I'm like, I want to follow you. And <laughs> Instagram? Yep. Good. Why don't you put the, what, what is your Instagram handle? We get people on the show to yeah. tune in. It's at Chin Up Donuts. So it, it's what? At Chin Up Donuts. So just C H I N U P and then Donuts is D O N U T S. So at Chin Up Donuts. Yes. Awesome. So, that, you know, for the listeners, Good opportunity to follow at Chin Up Donuts and watch her yep. growth as she comes out of this call. So. Yeah. <laughs> follow so, along. Alex, thank you very much for this. Yes, this is, is awesome. There, is there anything you want to ask me or any any feedback or 
No, I think I'm excited to re-listen and then take more notes and just keep keep diving into it. And then, yeah, I would love um, to follow up with you and just let you know how things are going. Um, please do. Please, so, re- if you just reach out, I'll, I'd love to get back on the phone with you. Or just, I'd love to catch up with you because this is exciting. So thank yeah. you for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Was it was a real, real honor. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Ciao. Bye.